Welcome to the Lost at Home podcast. Here are your hosts, Scott Bear and Jeremiah Johnson. Welcome to the Lost at Home podcast. I'm Jeremiah. And I am Scott. And welcome back for yet another week. Episode 131, The One with Mark Steger. Yes, and I know some of you are like, hey, wait a minute. I was listening last week with the one with Ray Santiago, and you said you were going to wait a week between. But it turns out that scheduling... Uh, worked in our favor and we were able to get mark to interview earlier uh than expected so we decided why not give you all a treat and uh just put him on this episode because nobody wants to wait for that plus ray santiago set us up perfectly if you listen to last week absolutely in in the interview uh with ray santiago he mentioned that the monster from stranger things mark steger uh was one of his was one two. of his what it was yeah but it was Chucky and him like those were like the two favorite monsters he had of all time which we do touch on a little bit in the interview to come uh, not to, to spoil anything but uh, we wanted to, we wanted to mention that so uh, yeah we were going to talk with Mark Steger today now this past weekend we also attended uh, Vermont Comic Con and uh, for anyone who's curious about that you can visit our website lostandownpodcast.com and you can see a nice little write up with a, a series of photos that we took uh, of ourselves uh, attendees uh, booze cosplayers etc um, and we'll talk more about that next week and even play a little bit of audio from the con but uh, for this week we're just going to dive right into the interview uh, but first before we get anywhere, we have to give a shout out to our sponsor. Absolutely, yeah. Um, they keep our show running. Uh, that is the Bambox. Uh, you can go to thebambox.com, or if you'd like to support the show, you can go to lostatomepodcast.com. You should do and that. And click on the Bambox link in the middle of the page. Yeah, fuck that first thing you said. Go to fuck yeah, that first thing. Go I to lostatomepodcast.com and go and check it out. Uh, Th- this it, month's theme is strange. I know it works, which perfectly. is for Stranger Things, yeah. and in fact, um. Oh my gosh! I feel like a I feel like a very bad host right now because I cannot remember the kid's name. Um, the kid who always wore the baseball cap with the the froey hair from what Stranger Things? You you, what, you know who you, I'm talking about? You you're talking about like the kid the, with the lisp? Oh yeah yeah the, the he, yeah yeah he, he one out of every four boxes this month will have an autographed item by him. Oh my! He was my favorite one. Actually, he was talking actually to, was my favorite too. I, I was talking to our buddy uh, Pete Talbot at uh, Comic Con to go back to that uh, for a second. Uh, who actually September 9th is going to be uh, unveiling a new uh, Kickstarter for the next pin box, um, which is apparently going to have backgrounds by the guy that drew uh, Adventure Time backgrounds as well. Yeah, uh, we'll get into that actually in a later episode. Once again, next week um, spoilers for next week. Yeah, we're going to talk about yeah, Vermont yeah, Comic Con. Absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk spoil, about yeah. a, a Vermont made project. By a friend of ours and the artist from Adventure Time. Yep, yep. And we've got a lot of backlog stories because this, first and foremost, is a uh, news-centered podcast. We, 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 we definitely so bring you news. weird, obscure, crazy, strange news. But in between those weeks, we do interviews. And, well, without further ado, here is uh, actor... Uh, choreographer, choreographer uh, just, artist, uh, pie lover, video d- pie lover. Which you, <laughs> spoiler alert, <laughs> Mark Seeger, the guy we're about to talk to, is a pie lover. Uh, let, you know what? Let's just, let's just let him let it speak for itself. Mark Seeger is going to tell you about it. Here is Mark Steger. All right, so we are here with Mark Steger. I uh, want to say thank you for being here, Mark, and welcome to the show. Uh, my pleasure. Great to be here. Now, to start out, um, I think a little bit of background might be necessary for the average listener. Um, everyone is familiar with your work currently on the show Stranger Things on Netflix. Uh, mm-hmm. But a, a little bit of background on like how you got into the business would be kind of interesting. We're curious to see where your roots in this uh, 
this form of acting came from. Uh, not a lot of people are uh, known as the guy to go to when you need a believable, credible monster on film. Um, how did you get into this field of work? Well, uh, it's, a, it's a good question. It, 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 it's sort of um, a little bit, a lot of it has been, it's been pretty organic, honestly. Um, you know, I, you know, when I was a kid, I used to do stop motion animation. You know, I was a big fan of, of horror and science fiction stuff and, you know, big Ray Harryhausen fan and Chuck Jones fan. Um, so I used to do that stuff a lot when I was a kid. And, um, that, you know, I, I, I kept that interest, you know, going to, into my adult life. And, um, I, I started doing, um, actually, you know, worked professionally at an animation studio in San Francisco in the early nineties at a place called Colossal Pictures. Um, and, um, at the same time I was, I was starting actually before that, even I started in the late eighties, I started doing experimental theater and I decided to, uh, start my own group because I wasn't, you know, I felt like there was something out there that I wasn't seeing that I wanted to experience or wanted other people to experience. Uh, and I was, I was kind of doing these things both at the same time. And then uh, my group started taking off. My group's name was was called Office Labyrinth. And um, I was interested in the history of the body and evolutionary transformations. And uh, my, if you were to see an Office Labyrinth performance, you'd, it would be usually in an unusual environment like, you know, castle ruins or treetops or the Los Angeles River or hanging from a bridge. Um, and, you know, you would see these uh, anywhere from two to six completely naked, shaved, bald people uh, going through these extreme transformations with their bodies. And that that uh, kind of took off at a certain point. And uh, I spent uh, close to 20 years uh, doing that as my primary thing. Um, what is, and, uh, if you don't mind me asking, what is the origin of the name of the group? Osseous Labyrinth is the inner ear. It's the bone, it's the hollow part of the petrous bone of the inner of, of your skull. Okay. It's where the, it's where the inner ear sits, the Osseous Labyrinth. You'd, you'd recognize it was actually our, our logo. Our, we, we took our logo directly from Gray's Anatomy. Um, it's a, uh, <laughs> You know, it looks like, if you saw it, it looks kind of like a nautilus, you know, it has a spiral, the cochlea yep, is I'm part of it. I'm familiar with that, yeah. Yeah, and then, it, and then it has a little swirls coming off of that. It looks a little bit like a, you know, like a chambered nautilus. Um, it looks like, a, basically it looks like a snail shell with some tentacles coming out, loopy tentacles <laughs> coming out of it. But that, that was, that's where the name comes from. And we thought that was interesting because it's like, you know, this really beautiful testament to evolution and it's the... It's the center, your center of hearing, your center of balance. Um, so that, yeah, and that, that was that was our name. That was, you know, our, our image. We actually came up with that before we even were really sure what we were doing. <laughs> um, uh, you know, the end of the, the actual physical presentation came along uh, later. You know, as we developed, um, and then we, you know, we toured all over the world doing that, and it was very, you know, if you were to see us performing, it's very. Um, you know, there. Uh, you know, w w at times we look like these strange creatures are completely. Our bodies are completely abstract, and we transform from you know one form into another. It was like we're, you know, accessing all this you know dormant DNA. You know, these past forms. Um, so uh, that uh, that was a big part of my life. That was um, 
you know, like I said, it was uh, close to 20 years, and I'm I'm still still interested in doing live work. I'm I'm working with a, an artist now named Castles, doing some you know working on uh, some choreography with with them. Uh, but then uh, let me get back on track here. That uh, at a certain point, um, I'd been doing a lot of touring, and I was. We were, we were a little burnt, my partner and I, Hannah Sim, we were a little burnt out and, you know, we decided, you know, we wanted to move out of the Bay Area and we moved to Los Angeles. And I also always had an interest in in film. Uh, so, you know, there was no, there was no distinct plan. <laughs> uh, it was just like, oh, let's, let's, let's try this for a little while. Um, and, you know, I was still doing the live performance work and, you know, you know, eventually, you know, in the, in the, in the film and television industry, it, you know, so much of it is about your relationships, not necessarily about, you know, having a an agent and going out on auditions and things like that. It's, you know, that, that is, that can be part of it, but, you know, it's, you know, it was, what, what happened was people would see us and they would want us to work with them on, you know, a project, whether it was a music video or a film. Yeah, um, I had actually read online that uh, one of your earlier projects was uh, the Tool video uh, Schism because you had known the guitar player at the time. Yes, yes, that was um, yeah, that was actually what happened. Was a friend of a friend of Adam Jones's saw us perform and told him about us, uh, and he was you know they were they they were just you know working on finishing up Lateralis. Um, their album Lateralis and I'm very familiar with it. Yeah, great I'm a, album. I'm a, yeah, I'm a giant <laughs> yeah. fan too, actually. So all right, yeah. all right, all right. <laughs> um, and Adam uh, and then Adam approached us and met the band and he asked if you know we'd be interested in working on this music video with them. And Adam Jones, as some people may know, actually, well, he directs their music videos. Um, he's, he's a visual artist, but he actually used to work at Stan Winston Studios, which mm -hmm. is a you know one of the main main creature effects houses. Um, you know, one of the, you know, like, you know, one of the oh, two yeah. main they, ones. They worked um, on uh, Return of the Jedi, I believe, and uh, Labyrinth. Um, yeah, well, they worked on, yeah, the, Adam Adam specifically worked on worked on Predator movies, and I know he worked on Terminator 2. Oh, wow, that's, um, that's a really yeah, cool, you know, weird bit of uh, trivia. <laughs> yeah, sculpt, sculpting and manufacturing some of the, you know, some of the, you know, like the, the T2, like, the, I know Adam did the, I think Adam did, like, those blades that, you know, the, he was, you know, that the, the Terminator 2 would have grow out of his arms. Uh, oh, yeah, the T-1000, uh, uh, like, sword arms. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I'm pretty sure Adam worked on some of that stuff. I know he worked on some... He, he worked on quite a bit of stuff. At the um, so Adam, you know, uses a lot of makeup effects in his in his, uh, in the music videos, and he asked if we'd be interested in doing this. So we did, we, we did this, the Schism video with them. And right around that time... Uh, you know they were they were about to start doing shows again, and he said, "Well, there's this this festival coming up. It's the first the first year of this festival called the Coachella Festival." And he's like, well, "You know, we're headlining the second night. Would you guys be interested in performing with us?" So we ended up performing on stage with them. And uh, after that, we did a you know 50 city North American tour, and then we toured Australia, New Zealand with them as well. And it was a great experience. Like I mean, they're they're terrific guys, and uh, you know, that was, um, it was really, you know, it's kind of, it was kind of mind blowing in a sense, you know, just performing, you know, we'd done quite a few shows before, but performing in such huge venues, Oh yeah. you know, like Madison, Madison Square Garden, huge amphitheaters, and all that was, was pretty, um, 
it was, it was quite an adventure. Uh, and not many and, people can say they uh, performed at the first Coachella. Like that's that's really impressive. Yeah, I like to you know, I like like to say um, uh, because Rage Against the Machine played right before us. I always I always say uh, yeah, Rage opened for us. Yeah. On that <laughs> <laughs> so, something to put in the reel. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Were, um, did you uh, were you actually uh, familiar with a lot of the other stuff uh, that? Tool had done beforehand. I know you mentioned you were into uh, stop motion and stuff, and I know that one of the big things in their first couple of videos in the early '90s was uh, the big element of Fred Sturr's stop motion animation um, and that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, so, um, anyway. yeah. So yeah, I had, I had, yeah, I come. I I wasn't you know I wasn't deep into their stuff, but I I I had encountered it and I was familiar with it. And I liked I liked what I saw and I liked you know what I heard. It was just that you know at the time it wasn't. I don't think I was really. I don't know what I was listening to. I just think it just you know. When they were coming up, I think they started their band like the same year that we started off this labyrinth. Actually, that would make sense. Um, yeah, around that time. So I was, you know, I wasn't even aware of like what was going on in you know rock and you know you know the music scene at the time. I was, you know, we 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 had our you know, you know, we were working with experimental musicians, you know, they're you know sound artists and you know traveling around the world doing these these crazy shows. Um, and then so so anyway. Um, you know, one of you know, actually, Adam was a big. Adam had had a, had a bit to do with me getting into uh, so much creature work because I know specifically one time. You know, one, one instance, um, someone I think it was Shannon Shea from who was working at K and B, um, another big effects house. They're the guys who do Walking Dead. Okay. You know, um, uh, Greg Nicotero, who's um, the N and K and B he's, you know, he produces and directs a lot of the episodes actually, but they were doing a show, um, uh, a movie called, uh, the unborn. And, uh, they asked that, you know, Shannon, asked, you know, called Adam at and asked like, who are those people in that, you know, your music video, they, you know, might, might be good for what we're doing. Um, and then, so I, you know, I worked with them on a couple of features and then, um, also I think the tool video was my connection to, I am um, Legend. I believe that it's it's a little it's all a little sketchy, but I I believe they mentioned that video. They they said they saw that video and they they tried to find out who those people were because they they essentially modeled the the infected characters on Hannah and I. I actually have a bunch of um, some of the original designs. Uh, Aaron Sims, who also designed the creature for this is, this is all trivia. Um, Aaron Sims, who designed the creature for Stranger Things also was the designer, was the creature designer for I Am Legend initially, and that's where I met him. And he he was he was there for some of our initial workshops with the director Francis Lawrence, and he was taking pictures. And then he took them and you know messed around with them on his computer and did some you know did some treatments to our bodies and our skin uh, to come up to look for the um, the creatures for that. And so that was, you know, and then, and then things just kind of, you know, continue from there. Uh, and it was never, you know, I've, I've become a little, a little more deliberate in, you know, in more recent years about, you know, what, what I'm doing as far as, you know, working in film and all that. But, you know, at, at that time it was just, I was kind of just sort of going with the flow. Um, yeah, it was, you know, it, it was, it was interesting. It's, you know, I, I actually don't, I'm asked this occasionally, but I don't, I, you know, I don't fully appreciate it sometimes until I start talking about it. It's like, oh yeah, this happened and this happened and this mm -hmm. happened. 
Um, yeah, to you, it's, yeah. it's just life, you know? It's just the progression of things. <laughs> yeah. One job yeah. leads to another job. Yeah, and sometimes you don't, like, realize things, the, the increments that are happening until you actually look back and realize how. Because when you're in the moment, like, these tiny little increments kind of, they all add up over time, but you don't realize necessarily that you're in them. Um, and uh, I was, when, when somebody actually comes to you for these uh, monster movies and stuff, and they actually, they want you to help bring a creature to life, is it more common that like a like a loose idea is brought to the table and they're going to rely on your expertise and you know have you provide input on kind of building the creature and their biology from scratch or do they kind of come to the table with like a set character when you arrive that you're just kind of getting in a suit and, and hopping around um all of that it okay. depends on the project <laughs> it depends on it, it depends on the project you know sometimes you know in with stranger things they had a they had a really solid design by Aaron Stinton. um when I, you know, when I first met met with the, the Duffer brothers, um, they had specific ideas about what they wanted. And, you know, of course, as you're, you know, as we were developing, as Spectral Motion was developing the suit that I was going to wear, they they did, you know, they did all the 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 actual. Okay, let me back up a little bit. They they first first thing they did was scan my body. Um, and then make a full full size form of my body, and then they sculpt the they sculpt the monster on the bat uh, in in sections usually, um, and then you know then then they run the suit, they you know they create different parts of it, and then there there was a there's a good bit of uh, animatronics involved in this one, in the one for Stranger Things. So that was all happening while they were putting all these other pieces together, and I'd go in and I try different, you know, I tried certain pieces on, and they, you know, gradually built it and built it and built it until it became what you what you see on screen. Um, and, but they were, but they, you know, they the Duffers were great because they 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 had a good idea of what they were going for, which is which is not it's often not the case. Uh, a lot of times, a lot of times. They don't like a lot of times. Directors don't aren't really sure what they want. They want you to show them something, and uh, especially if it's a really really big production. Um, you know, the nice thing about Stranger Things is like they I I, I think they were pretty much left to their their you know to, to do what they wanted. Um, and I think I think Sean Levy, the producer, he directed a couple of the episodes, but he also was their executive producer. I think he was the one who was kind of running interference with Netflix and making sure that the Duffers had, you know, you know, kept, you know, their creative license on the show. And I think he was very supportive of them, but, uh, you know, on, on a lot of big features, um, there's so many, you, you know, there's, there's so many people giving notes and giving opinions and, you know, besides the director, um, that it can be, it can be a really long process of development, you know, and, you know, nobody, you know, people have trouble making decisions and, um, you know, or it, it's, it's, uh, it's, um, I'm trying to be diplomatic here. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's, um, I mean, I mean, I, I, I love what I do and I love, you know, like every, every project I've worked on, I've gotten something out of, you know, I've, 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 I've made friends, you know, and I've, I've, I've had great experiences. Um, but, but there, there are times when it just, you know, it feels like, you know, what are we doing? Um, uh, so yeah, and, 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 you know, the short answer to your question is like, it depends on the project, it depends on working on it, it depends on the scale of the project, it's smaller, if it's a smaller project, you know, like I, I really enjoy working with, um, Nicholas McCarthy. I'm not sure you're familiar with the, his films, but he's a, he's a horror film director. I did the pact with him. 
Okay. I didn't know yeah. him by name though. Yeah, and at the Devil's Door was his second feature, and then we just we had a film, and that there's an anthology for film that came out at the end of last year called Holidays. I love and, that movie. Yes, yeah, so we were gonna. We, we yeah, actually, it's actually we a question here brain, coming up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In fact, let's... yeah, we did. And and Easter, the one that we did is the best one in there, right? It I, we were gonna say it absolutely is. Actually, <laughs> yeah, we had that belief. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I gotta yeah. say, I, I completely lost it. And for people who don't know uh, what this is about, this is a uh, daughter talking to her mother about uh, Easter and having a conflict with the idea of Jesus and the Easter Bunny and the idea of both. Yeah. And what appears yeah. is uh, you as Jesus Easter Bunny. Essentially, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the, yeah. The, the baby chicks coming out of the holes in your hands. Yeah, I, I, I lost yeah. it. I was, I was, it made yeah. me so happy. Yeah, it was pretty sweet, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, it was on. Yeah. It was on the top, a lot of top uh, list of the year. A lot of the ways I picked through the endless noise of horror movies out there. As you go, th- you know, through some of the blogs, the trusted blogs, and look at like the top of you know 2014, 2015, 2016, and holidays like made a lot of those lists. So that was sure to make it to my list. And I agree with with Scott that Jesus Easter Bunny. Uh, before we even knew we were going to have you on the show or that you, that you were even related to the, the Stranger Things monster, it was definitely, like, one of the top... Uh, yeah, we've already, uh, like, watched, talked about that, discussed it. Like, we were yeah. <laughs> we were in love with that that entire short. Yeah, it was... Yeah, it was... It was uh, it, I, I went to see the premiere at Tribeca, and I was actually, you know... I was, I was pleasantly surprised that there were some other strong shorts in it as well, which, I, I you know, honestly... I mean, I like the idea of the anthology format, but a lot of horror anthologies just I don't think are that great. Yeah, they'll have, um, they'll have one it, really strong one, and then like the rest might fall flat or something like that. And sometimes you have to watch out for them because uh, yeah, I think I liked yeah. in holidays pretty much all except one of them. Like the Kevin Smith one was pretty strong. Uh, the one with Seth mm-hmm. Green at the end was pretty strong. Uh, there was mm-hmm. one towards the beginning that I didn't quite grasp. It was the pregnancy one. Was that the Mother's Day one? Uh, I, uh, I actually enjoyed. Oh, that. the one, the one in the one in the desert. Yeah, I didn't quite yeah. grasp what they were going for. I guess. I well, my thing with that one was I wasn't quite sure what tone they were going for because it mm. was it was in some ways it was kind of it, it almost it was almost kind of campy what was what, you know what was happening and I wasn't sure if I if I was if it was if, I wasn't sure if I was in on the joke or not you know or, yeah, or yeah. if it was you know supposed meant to be taken really seriously because it sort of was presented pretty seriously you know so i but I, yeah um it was interesting it was interesting in that sense and I'm, I'm glad they actually had a female director in there i mean they should have had more than one but um you know it was uh it, it, one one thing that that struck me was how how many horror, and i know nick deals with this too but how many horror directors deal with like birth and pregnancy and and you know like like the you know the, the demon baby or the the, the danger the, the the horror of childbirth or the horror of a, you know um you know of, of dealing with some you know some some demonic child yeah i'm a, wondering what a, that what, what that's all about that's a reoccurring thread in a lot of horror movies and it might come from yeah. a lot of male directors just not completely yeah. understanding what's happening and thinking of it as what could be the most horrific thing that can happen to a human body you know <laughs> Not, yeah, not, yeah. not being able to do it yourself and experience it. It's just from an outsider's perspective. You're like, oh, stretching, blood, horror. <laughs> and now yeah. like a, a snake or a demon. Of yeah. Kind. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, I had a, I had a, a friend of mine was, um, uh, this was a while back. She was probably pregnant about 12, 15 years ago. But I remember when she was pregnant, she was like, she was 
I, I was talking to her. She's looking down at her, her her pregnant stomach, and she just goes, "This is so sci-fi." <laughs> 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 just, yeah. Which, which um, I guess it is. I've never, I've never perfect, done it myself. Yeah, it's a yeah, perfect yeah. explanation of it. It's it's an alien thing to do. Oh. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, um, I do want to circle back real quick uh, to Stranger Things. Yeah, we got to talk a little bit about yeah. Stranger Things. Um, sure. Only if, sure, why not? Only <laughs> if for the idea that um, we pretty much have been promised a second season, and we were all curious but, all but, if yeah. uh, if that happens and if they approach you, uh, are you game? I'd love to work on it again. I had, I had a great experience uh, working on the first one. I mean, I, honestly, I don't know what's happening. Like they, they haven't officially announced it. And, you know, you know, I think most of this stuff is in the Duffer's head. You know, I don't think anybody really un- fully understands what the cosmology is, you know, in this world that they've created. Um, most of us don't even know I, how many Duffers there are. We yeah. just keep hearing Duffer Brothers. Yeah, I'm assuming yeah. there's nine. Yeah. <laughs> mm, I, only, I only met two. Um, they keep and, one in the closet. Yeah. He does all the writing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they keep one in the attic. You know, he's the he's he's the one they actually get all their ideas from. I think. <laughs> um, yeah, and they just you know they just they just kind of like pull the trigger on it. Um, but it's two twin brothers, the Duffer brothers, uh, and they're you know like like my my first meeting with them was great. We talked about we talked about old movies from the eighties. You know, talked about influences. We talked about, you know, how we used to, when we were younger, we used to make animated films. Um, it was very, it was a very easy connection. I, you know, um, and, uh, you know, they, you know, they're, I think they, they're, I think they're, they appreciate the, you know, what they have going for them. I mean, they appreciate the position that they're in, you know, um, that they've been given this you know, this opportunity to do something that's really their vision and do it, it you know, it, it, which I think is one of the, re- one of the, one of the reasons why it, it's resonated with so many people is because they, it's a very honest vision that they've created that is true to themselves. And, you know, it, 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 it hasn't been, hasn't been messed with too much. You know, it hasn't, it, 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 it hasn't gone through a lot of committees and, filters and studios and things like that. No, uh, I think... And um, it's like... It, I'm was, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I think one of the testaments to it, and I wish I could quote the source directly without a... I, I can't remember where I read this, but it was about a week ago. Um, there was an article about uh, Stranger Things, basically a review, and it said one of the most profound things I think I've read about the show, and this is a testament to the Duffer Brothers and your acting, is that it's not a uh, a throwback to the 80s. It feels yeah. like it yeah. was something made in the '80s, hidden in a time capsule, and unveiled today. Yeah, it doesn't have a pandering feel that a lot of the other like let's just punch you in the gut with nostalgia even has. Slightly. Even though the Duffers up like have come to the table and said, you know, they wanted to recreate this element of nostalgia that they felt, which they've been incredibly successful at doing. But they've done it in yeah. such a way where it just feels uh, it feels, it feels like, like it a forgotten really made. film or forgotten yeah. show, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And they've they've made a lot yeah. of like uh, t- you know throwbacks to the, the movies and stuff and a lot of references, but not these pandering references that make me feel like they're just trying too hard to to punch me in the gut with nostalgia. Yeah, exactly. And it's not. It doesn't doesn't feel like it's just created as a commodity using the you know the '80s as a you know sort of as a. I don't know. Everybody, you know, we remember the '80s fondly, or whatever. I don't actually remember the '80s very fondly, but um, <laughs> you know, uh, I remember I remember some films from that time, you know, very fondly. But uh, 
you know, it's not, they're not jerking off the path, you know, they're, they're, they're it's an actual sincere um, homage to, you know, this, this certain aesthetic and, you know, like, and they really caught the vibe, you know, they really, you know, they, they, they really um, got this thing that resonates with a lot of people. And, you know, I also think one of the things about it to, that makes it seem so fresh is that it, you know, it has a certain, you know, amidst all the horror and the, uh, you know, the, the suspense in it, it's a, it's really sweetly human in a way that you don't see in a lot of contemporary, you know, like, you know, a lot, a lot of the, you know, cable dramas and things where, you know, a middle-aged, you know, anti-hero, you know, coming to grips with his mortality or whatever. It's, it's actually, it, it, it there, there's a certain, you know, I, I have a friend who, who watched it and he said like that's like that was my childhood you know that was it it, it was it's so it's almost like they got into his head or something you know um and it just somehow it's, it really struck a chord in that way and that you know i think it's it's a it's a really um it's a really sweet i mean not, i don't mean like saccharine sweet but it's like honestly sweet you know it, 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 you care for these characters and everybody's terrific in it and another thing that I feel is, is a little bit lost in the conversation about, you know, about the 80s nostalgia thing is that it, it actually, it takes a lot of those tropes and it twists them a little bit, you know, it, it just does little subtle things with them that makes it more contemporary and more, a little more, that actually makes it fresh. Because if you're just scanning that, that sensibility, you're just scanning that style, you know, and those, those beats, those story beats or whatever, it, it wouldn't necessarily, it could still, you know, it, chances are it would still be really flat, but they actually added, you know, there, there's just certain things, I don't want to do any spoilers, but certain things about how characters develop and how certain, some relationships develop um, that you, you wouldn't expect if you saw a film from the 80s, you know, it wouldn't be following the same, you know, it, just, it didn't quite follow that same schematic, you know what I mean? That makes absolutely, sense. Yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah. And, and I mean, I absolutely agree with, I mean, just the, the sense of like pulling, I mean, I felt the same way and I feel I've been talking to so many other people, which clearly means the Duffer brothers, like, you know, hit a home run with that feeling of pulling something directly from my head and from my childhood. Um, now yeah. I, I think it goes without saying that there's been a ton of hype surrounding stranger things. Um, I know it must be, tough to disconnect from it while you're actually uh, working on other projects and stuff but just really quick before we uh, pop into the 10 questions I'm curious if you've had the if you want to call it delight to uh, uh, wander down any of the fan theory rabbit holes because the biggest of which uh, that I've read about relates actually to you and your relationship to Eleven um, I've heard some things about that actually friend, uh, a couple friends were talking to me about uh, a, a fan theory about um L being the monster, and I honestly haven't had a chance to get involved in any of that. I haven't really. I've, I've just I've been I've been pretty busy, so I haven't really had a lot of time to to research any of that. Um, it's interesting, you know. It's interesting that 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 these you know people are kind of going off on these tangents with it, and you know you know speculating about what's going on, and um, I think it's too actually. Yeah, I think it's actually kind of to uh, Netflix and the Duffer's credit that they're just sorting, sort of letting that stuff live and letting people, you know, they're they're not trying to put the kibosh on any, you know, uh, they're not they're not <laughs> they're not confirming or denying anything, you know, uh, and uh, you know, which is which is just smart. But uh, now, short answer is I, I don't 
I'm not really up on a lot of that stuff. I have my own theories. Um, you know, I, I would, I don't, I want to get too detailed, but I, I, I think about the, um, I've been thinking about, uh, why am I blanking on the movie? Uh, Forbidden Planet, you know, that just yes, classic. Yes, I do, yeah. Yep. Um, I'm thinking about the relationship of, you know, uh, the professor's um, relationship to the creature from the it. That's all I'll say. <laughs> okay, very cool. Yep. Uh, I, I, but yeah, I, I actually, I generally don't even pay that much attention to fan theories, but every, when you... Yep. are looking up uh, Stranger Things uh, constantly to try to figure out what's going on, and uh, you, you tend to bump into them, and one of them actually, you know, t- it, it, sometimes they actually make sense, little conspiracy theories and things like that. But um, Oh, I'm just going to say, I don't know. You know, I really don't know. I don't know what, what the actual relationship with, is. You know, I, I I was given a few cues from the Duffers, but there it was, it was all, you know, the, their their direction was very, you know, it was very clear, and they just gave they just gave me a few images that conjured you know a, a lot of you know, a lot of ideas and a lot of you know feelings and I, I just kind of took it you know I, I just went with it you know as they I know they mentioned it in interviews before like the the shark from Jaws was an inspiration mm-hmm. and that image just gave me a whole uh, it just just gave me a lot of fuel um, to work with I mean I I can I definitely see where. Uh... Obviously, like obviously, maybe even the Duffers don't even know necessarily, and like you said, they're staying kind of quiet in all of this uh, fan theory uh, stuff that's been floating around. And I could see that being working on two levels. One, you don't want to, you know, give credit uh, and spoil anything. You also might they might not even know, and they might, you know, be be taking little uh, notes about what people actually expect for the next season and what to actually provide, uh, assuming there will be a next season, which we absolutely all hope there will be. Um, yeah, well, I'm I'm sure I'm sure there will be. You know, one of the things about it too is like I I feel, you know, I don't I don't know where it's going, but I I know they do have, you know, they, they do have some. I, I know that they know more about what this universe is that they mm-hmm. created, and I feel like that that exists when you watch it. You know, when I was reading the scripts, and you know, when when you when people watch it, I think you 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 innately understand that. I, I mean, I, you know, that, that show Lost, I don't know if you guys like that show or not. I, I never got into it. And the reason why is... The show think, Lost? Yeah, the show Lost. I never got into it, but it, but I'll tell you why. It's because I watched one episode and I thought, it, it, it seemed clear to me they didn't know, they didn't know where they were going with, or they, they didn't, they didn't understand, like, they didn't really know the universe that they created, which isn't necessarily, I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. Um, I felt like there was no, it didn't have any internal logic for me to, to grasp onto. Maybe that's just my, that's my thing. I mean, I, honestly, I, I can, I can look at film that's completely abstract and enjoy it, but. No, I felt the same way. Uh, Lost felt like they were making it up as they went along. And when it ended, it almost felt like they just ended it for the sake of ending it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was a lot of fans reactions to it too um like personally i really enjoyed the show and was hoping it had a clear resolution that would ring true with me as a fan and when it mm-hmm. didn't i i dropped it like a i don't know like just something i could not stand anymore i, I would never went back never thought about it twice uh wouldn't, yeah wouldn't recommend it to anyone like the ending was so uh mishandled that it kind of ruined the rest of it 
Yeah, it just it's one of those things that, you know, I've experienced that with other films too where it just kind of felt like a big jerk off or something, yep, you know? It's exactly. Like, <laughs> oh, no, I, fe- I felt like they screwed with me for like five years. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, are, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> and then they left you with blue balls at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Anyway. Um, I think right now we're going to transition because time is short uh, and your time is very, very worth something. You need to make more amazing things that we want to watch. So uh, let's jump into our 10 questions. And oh, okay. uh, Jer, do you want to do the odds and I'll do the evens this time? That sounds good. Are, uh, yeah. Okay. Go. Are they are they yes or no questions? Uh, or are they, they're, no, are they, no. Most of them are multiple choice. Multiple choice. They're or? they're they're usually they're just straight up questions. Uh, like the like first the first one we first give one, to everyone. Yeah, the first one we give to everyone. These are just uh, general open answer questions. Uh, but uh, okay. they, they they can be as rapid fire as you wish them to be, or you can extrapolate as much as you want. It's up to you. All the right, first, go for it. The first one is a pretty simple one. This is sort of multiple choice. Is uh, who is your favorite Ghostbuster? Mm, my favorite Ghostbuster. Uh, wasn't Sigourney? You know, I'm not a I'm not a Ghostbusters fan. No, okay. I, I yeah. We we've had that. I, That's fine. We 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 we've um, done that before. Yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't really say because I don't really remember that film the film that that well. It was uh, it's okay. You know, it's okay to just maybe, say you're a Bill maybe, Murray fan. Can I? I'll just say uh, Dan Aykroyd. Whatever. Okay. All right. We got right. <laughs> <Dan Aykroyd. laughs> I know. Yeah, and it's yeah, funny because the last person we had uh, on the show that answered this uh, also answered Ray because he couldn't remember the Ghostbusters and he thought there was one Ray who was Dan Aykroyd's Ac- Dan character. So the go-to for people who don't remember the Ghostbusters is uh, Dan, Dan Aykroyd. Ray. Uh, all right. Yeah, and I, I and I haven't seen the new one, which no, we no, haven't either. Which actually, I would actually, I, I actually would like to see that one. Yeah, me, me too. I haven't, I haven't gotten around to it yet. Yeah, I'm not but, one of the haters. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm I don't think it's, I don't it. think it's in the theaters anymore. So that's unfortunate. By the way, uh, before we go on to question number two, uh, last week yep. we had uh, Ray oh, Santiago right. on the show. He plays Pablo on Ash vs. the Evil Dead with Bruce Campbell. Um, oh, yeah? We asked him as one of the ten questions, uh, what is one of his favorite uh, movie monsters of all time? And he said uh, Chucky from Child's Play as his first, and he said the monster from Stranger Things as his second. Oh, cool. Yeah. Want to give give that give you that little yeah yeah tidbit. and he told us to give that shout out because we mentioned that we were going to have you on so he wanted to make sure you knew that he was uh, that that was totally unprompted but that uh, one of his favorite monsters of all time outside of uh, the classic Chucky's uh, from Child's Play was in fact the monster the Demogorgon from uh, from Stranger Things so right. oh awesome I'll have, I'll have to uh, I'll have to check out his show then I have to see it yet. But it's another it's another one that's on my list. I've heard really good things about it. It, actually, is, it my, is really good. Yeah, yeah it's, it's great. The Evil Dead series is, is I can actually see you fitting into that quite well if they were ever to uh, cast you. Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Transpire. You never know. I actually I actually, <laughs> I actually just did a, I just did um uh worked on Dana Gould's new with new series, which is a horror comedy. Um, it's called Stan Against Evil. I wanted to talk. I was I was curious about that actually because I was curious because I haven't been able to find much about your role in that, but that. It sounds like an amazing, amazing freaking uh, show on IFC that's coming out. I believe uh, they're airing a preview of the first episode October 31st on Halloween, and then it airs for real on November 2nd on IFC. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not a regular. I'm not. Re- I don't have a recurring role. I, 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 come in as like the kind of the guest person of the that episode when I in the the one that I'm in. Um, but uh, it was really fun to work on, and he's. It, it, I think it's going to be really funny and really worth watching. Um, uh, the the two the two lead actors are terrific, um, and Dana Gold, you know, he's hilarious. Uh, so, all right, yeah. Number two. Right. Right. Oh yeah. yeah, moving on. Number two. Yeah, <laughs> number yeah. two. If you were trapped on a desert island and can only have three items, what would you bring? Wow. 
can we come back to this one? Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> sure, let's yeah. let's make let's make that the new number ten. All right, that's for the new. Oh, that's gonna yeah. be the last one. We'll we'll. I bring we'll come, I bring we'll my okay. Bring my girlfriend. Oh, I'd have to. We'd have to bring the dog. Or you you mean things doesn't matter? Or, doesn't or, matter. Or, or would they have to be? Yeah, they'd have to be. Um, Girlfriend, dog, and probably food. Then, well, no, no, you got three we're, people we're, on the desert. Gonna, right? I'm assume yeah, those, those are those are just practical of. things. Yeah, I think yeah. you, you guys are look. You guys are looking for something a little more off the wall. Yeah, it originally it originally started I mean, as think... asking about like specifically like horror, like entertainment items and stuff. But I wanted to make it a little more general so we could get a little uh, like peek inside your head of what what you would actually bring and... to to keep you company. Um, that's we, fine. We can certainly yeah. come, well, Let's we move on to an easy one. Number three. Yeah. What was your favorite Halloween costume as a kid? Um, uh, devil. Uh, I, that's the one I, that's the one I remember actually. My mother actually sewed me a devil costume, like, you know, out of fabric and all. It wasn't like a, a store-bought thing. Oh, that's great. Those are always the best. And it was like, it was red, red horns and a red mask and a red cape. Yeah. You, I remember so that you came pretty, from a creative cool. family as well. Like your mom being crafty and making costumes. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's nice. Uh, number four, if you had to pick one quality to describe what makes for a successful or, say, terrifying monster, what would it be? Uh, there has to be something unexpected. Mm. Um, yes. There has to be, and that, 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 you know, that can be in the way the, you know, the, you know, sort of the, the construction of the, of the character in, you know, the, it's, its habits, its behavior, how it's shot. I mean, it, there's so many things that contribute to that. Um, it, it's hard to say one one thing specifically, but I think something, you know, it has to surprise. It's like you, any. It's like it's like it's like any character. You have to want to spend time with. You know what I mean? It it, it you know you have to want to see it, and I think that's that's the thing about the way the way Stranger Things was shot is like you're, you know, there's a lot of teasing going on, you know, it's like, it's like you, you get, you, you don't get too much, you know, this, they, they leave you wanting more. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, I think, you know, mystery, mystery and, and unexpectedness. Those are, those are, I think those are essential actually. Um, to me, they are, I don't, I'm not a fan of stuff that's just, you know, gory and you know, that, that stuff bores me out, honestly. Um, I like, I like real stuff. I like, you know, I like like some dramatic tension. It's one of the reasons I really like working with Nick McCarthy because he's he's really great at the slow burn, you know, the slow creep. I love that kind of stuff. Um, I, that's I, more... Absolutely, I agree with that. And it's it's uh, yeah. I I would prefer to like and actually going to Stranger Things, like you know, you get kind of get a sense that there is a monster. You don't even know exactly what the monster is, and you even start to try to describe it in the people's words, you know, of like, oh, it's yeah. a monster without a face, et cetera, et cetera, before you actually get to see it for yourself. Um, now, uh, now, speaking of Stranger Things, actually, I'm curious uh, what, you know, you've portrayed a lot of monsters in the past. Uh, what's the strangest experience that you've had on set? Hmm, strangest experience. Or, I can think of it could be funny, it could be, yeah, odd, something. I can, think of, difficult ex I can think of difficult experiences, strange sure. Uh, hmm. It's another one. Can we revisit that one as well? I, I have to think about it because I have to think. I have to think back on. Well, you know, a strange experience. You know, the, the tool video was a strange experience because you know, I was. Um, I, I was. Uh, I was actually. I I lived in that makeup for about four or five days. It oh, took wow. us. It took. It took. 
that the first shoot day was supposed to be eight hours getting in makeup. It was this very intricate airbrush over our entire bodies and with some prosthetics. Um, and they didn't, have, it was supposed to be eight hours getting in makeup and then eight hours shooting for the first day. So it was going to be a six, it was planned to be a 16 hour day to begin with. Lord. Um, but the end of the, the end of that 16 hour day, it still wasn't finished. So we went home and slept in the makeup, uh, and then came back and spent like the first half of the next day finishing it. And then every night we'd go home and sleep in it and then come back and would have to do retouches. Wow. And at a certain point I was actually, I was actually, there's even photos of us, like, actually, like, I have an airbrush, and I'm retouching myself, and I'm retouching Hana. Um and there's, I think there's one where she has a paintbrush, and she's retouching me. Um, it was, uh, that that was a pretty interesting experience, because it was so, it was so immersive, you know, what they created, it was all, it was all real sets, you know, and then um, Mark Jacobson had this lighting effect that was, you know, you know, constantly on sort of washing over the set. And, you know, I was like, you know, we were, we were actually completely naked. I think some of the, some of the releases of the video, it's all, you know, the genitalia is buzzed out or whatever, but we were just, we were completely naked. Oh, wow. Okay. I think, I think, I think that's out there. I think those ones are out there somewhere. Those versions are out there. You know, we were just walking around naked for five days on set, you know, it was was nothing, you know, it's like, I wasn't even, I wasn't even thinking about it, you know? (laughs) Well, Um, it's a testament to your work ethic that you went through all of that. And that was one of your first experiences doing this kind of work. And you continue with it for an additional, what, like 16 plus years or so? Yeah, that was, yeah, I guess that was about that long ago. Um, and then, uh, yeah, you know, and I've, I've, I I kind of eased into the, you know, work, working in film and television. I didn't do it full on when I first started, you know, uh, when I first got to LA. But, you know, around that time, I'd say about maybe nine, ten years ago, I really started working in earnest in the, in the industry. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a terrific job. I, you know, I love my job. You know, I, I work as a, I, I don't know if you guys are aware that I work as a, a movement director slash choreographer as well. I, that, that was actually my main, my main job on I Am Legend. Okay. Uh, working, working with all the other performers. We actually did a little boot camp, like a month and a half, two month boot camp with all the performers coming up with behavior and, you know, movement vocabulary for them. And then I, I did that on American Horror Story for a few months um, during the, the the season coven. Uh, mm-hmm. I did a bunch of, you know, worked on some of the voodoo rituals with Angela Bassett, and then I worked on the, you know, the whole, there's a whole uh, sequence of zombie, the voodoo zombie, she calls him up out of the ground. She yep, I remember that. Um, yeah, I, that, that was, I, I choreographed all that stuff. Very nice. Um, and then I, you know, I worked on some of the World War Z uh reshoots which there were lots of um, yeah we heard about that <laughs> as, as, as everyone knows um and uh, you know a few other things i worked uh, with my friend stefan lapointe on a, a film that he did called the masters of suspense uh right i query query it is funny because it, it did around the same time as the american horror story but it was a, the big buddhist scene as well um yeah so i do that and i've done some you know choreographed music videos and commercials as well all right, moving on to uh, number six. Uh, what is your all-time favorite movie monster? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, hmm. Well, I might be saying this just because I mentioned them earlier. Was the the creature from the id, the monster from the id, and Forbidden Planet? Mm-hmm. Yep. I loved I loved how it was done. I mean, that, that partly the fact that it wasn't actually uh, 
a physical being, but then you, you see it when, you know, when it attacks that camp and they're shooting it with lasers and it was all, it was actually animated by some Disney character animators, like some of the top character animators at the time. Um, I, I just, that, that always left an impression on me. Um, uh, you know, I loved the old, um, you know, old universal horror. I, I don't know. It's hard for me to say one specifically. Uh, you know, I, I loved, you know, Boris Karloff's portrayals, you know, in, you know, but I know it sounds cliche, but I love Frankenstein. I love Dracula. Well, those are classics. They're, they're the template for all that followed. Yeah. I mean, you know, and the, you know, John Carpenter's thing. It's like, <laughs> that's some crazy ass shit in that, you know, <laughs> that, yeah. that, that creature, just how it's like, it doesn't have one distinct form, you know, it just keeps, it's constantly transforming the thing, and yeah. going through all these, going through all these crazy, crazy metamorphoses. It's just that, 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 that was, that was, that's kind of amazing. Um, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I, I, I'm sure I'm forgetting the one that I think is my favorite. So let me just apologize to that creature right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well uh, uh, we're, I'm curious uh, if you had to choose one career path that's not one of the ones you've worked on in film or choreography, what would it be? Hmm, that's a good one too. Um, you know, I think it would be it would be some it would have something to do with some 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 branch of science. Uh, you know, when I was when I was really young, I you know wanted to be an oceanographer. Uh, um, I I had this somebody I know from years ago in San Francisco became a, a marine biologist or not, not? I'm sorry, marine archaeologist. Oh, and I think that I think that would be a terrific thing, just like diving on wrecks and diving on, you know, like sunken, yeah, sunken civilization. So I'm sure there's like some, there's some, uh, there must be some tedious, you know, you know, busy work in there somewhere too. But I'm, 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 that that just seems like an amazing thing to do, spend your time doing. Um, Yeah, I think it would be somewhere, some something having to do with that. Yeah, Some, some kind of yeah. So something, I mean, just, you know, just, I don't know if you guys have ever been scuba diving before. I actually went when, um, for the first time when I was on, I was actually on, right when we finished touring with Tool in Australia, um, went to the uh, Barrier Reef and I went scuba diving for the first time. And it, it was just, you know, it's mind boggling. It's, it's, uh, it's one of the, it's one of, you know, my most memorable, memorable experiences because you're, you know, you're you're in this other atmosphere. You're on this, it's like you're on another planet I and mean, it's your planet, but it, it feels so alien and you're, you know, you feel like nothing there really cares about you. <laughs> um, and it's just, it's just so, uh, it's so, it's so mind boggling. Um, so that, you know, and I think that, that it's, it's just something I respond to, you know, and it has a lot to do with what I do and what I've done in the past, you know, especially with my group, um, Austin Labyrinth. That's a great answer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now for question number eight, we're gonna get a little more lighthearted. Uh, you've appeared, okay. you've appeared in uh, videos by Tool and Metallica. Uh, mm-hmm. Who would win in a fight, Tool or Metallica? Um, I think I think Danny Danny Carey, the drummer from Tool, oh, could. Yeah. Take on take on Metallica single handedly. <laughs> he, he's my boy. I'm I'm a drummer and one of the biggest and things. Oh my god, Danny yeah. Carey is a god amongst he, me. I yeah, I, I don't think he'd break a sweat either. It's like oh. you know, it's uh, yeah, it's you know, the god of thunder would come down and just you know, 
I literally had my fingers yeah, crossed yeah, hoping you were going to answer Tool. I'm like, I mean, because I, I like Metallica too. I've, I've seen Metallica live. I love them. Yeah. But like Tool, I mean, not only are they, are they amazing, but I'm a drummer and Danny Carey is the, like a God amongst men. So I'm so glad that you answered <laughs> yeah. that way. That's so great. Yeah. Well, you know, when we were on tour with them, they, uh, we actually, at, at one time, at part of the tour, Phantomos was opening for us. I don't know if you're familiar with them. Uh, but the drummer, it's the drummer, it's the same drummer as the drummer from Slayer. Uh, oh, okay. Plays for Phantomos, which is, you know, it's um, one of Mike Patton's projects. You know, Buzz, Buzz, oh, um, very cool. Buzz Osborne plays guitar. Um, but uh, during the interlude, we would come out and perform. Tool to would go off stage, and, and, and Han and I came out and performed a solo, well, duo, uh, hanging over the stage. And then Danny came out, and and when uh, when Phantomos was with us, Dave Lombardo would come out, and they start playing together. <laughs> so we were so we got to play with them, which was fucking awesome. <laughs> I mean, that was like <laughs> the people people who saw those shows. You know, that was that was. Uh, that was that was pretty fierce. That was insane, um, that was that, that was definitely that was definitely one of the highlights. For like me. Dave, yeah, Dave Lombardo and Danny Carey, yeah. get, like that. Those are like two gods, like drummer gods, anyway, in the world of drums. Yeah. So um, yeah, yeah. All right, so so we got it there. Danny Carey uh, just beats everybody. Yeah, yeah. It's like the, the rest of the band. Rest of the band doesn't need to be there. Yeah, they just take they'll take a day off. Um, all right, they, uh, they, they'd be on the yeah, they'd, they'd be on the side just commenting. Yeah, just having a great time, just, yeah. just drinking a beer, <laughs> yeah. just having a great time talking about the the one the one handed pummeling that Danny Carey's putting out. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, let's see. Uh, what's your favorite guilty pleasure? Ooh, uh, mm. it just sounds boring, but I don't know pie. Chocolate. Um, uh, I mean, I we have, thought, we I thought have it was guilty, math equations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I have I have guilty pleasures in the realm. I mean, there there are things I watch that I uh, I don't know. I guess there are there films and TV shows that are guilty pleasures. What would those be? Um, you mean like eating pie while watching? The I don't Bachelor? know. I say it sometimes. Yeah. I I, I uh, hmm. Listening That's to Justin another, Bieber. Yeah, and, sorry, you yeah. guys are you guys are stumping me, man. These are so hard. <laughs> sorry, uh, we we are like these are supposed to be rapid fire, but we realize some of them like do take a little bit of thought. If you really, if yeah, you... yeah, I don't, you know, that's. I don't know. Maybe maybe the problem is I don't feel a lot of guilt for some of the things I do. That's there are a things, fair that, you know, things in the, things in my things in my past that I felt guilty for. But you know, yeah, but you're like, I'm gonna eat the, this this pie, do, and I'm not them. gonna feel bad. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like the thought that the guilty pleasure is is you eating pie while doing a bunch of things that would be everybody else's guilty pleasure, but you don't feel guilty about, like eating pl- pie while like murdering people. Like the <laughs> yeah, eating, the eating yeah, pie yeah. part I is don't, the bad part. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I try. I don't think. I mean, I, 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 yeah, I, I, I try not to be too violent. I mean, I have, <laughs> I, I have, I have violent tendencies, but I try not to express them with other people. Um, but I don't, yeah, I don't really, I don't, I don't feel too much guilt at this point in my life about things. You know, I, and I don't, I try not to have, you know, too many regrets, even though there are things I, you know, when I think about them, I wish I had done them differently maybe, but, uh, I don't know. I don't think that's what you're asking actually. Uh, no, that's we're a fair. Go, that, we're going to go with pie. Yeah, I think, we're, we're going to go, yeah, with... go with pie. Go with pie. Yeah, pie. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a fair pie. answer. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, better yeah, than mine, pie, which is like pie. I I, I listened to yeah. Justin Bieber recently and didn't hate it. That was my like guilty pleasure that I've never told anybody, but I'm telling you <laughs> right now. Oh, so. you know what? Yeah, maybe. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> this interview is and, over. You know, there are some things you should probably keep. I don't know. Well, I don't, I've never, I've never listened to him, so I can't. You, I, you should. You know, should I mean, I'm sure, I'm love sure him, I've but, heard some of his music in the background yeah. at some point, but I, I've never really. I, I haven't listened. No. We're gonna go with pie, and uh, number nine was pie. So uh, right. okay, go. number nine is pie. Okay. Good. All right. So last one, number ten. In ten words or less, what would you say it was like to work on Stranger Things? It was uh, it was a joyful collaboration, uh, which is you know uh, that's that's my under ten words. I mean, a, I can elaborate joy, on that. A, joy, just, a joyful collaboration is exactly perfect. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I just I you know like I was saying about some project doesn't you know doesn't really you know, a lot a lot of times you know you work in film doesn't really feel that way, and it's not like I was making you know like I was you know making big story decisions or anything like that, but I felt like you know, it felt like play, you know, it felt like it, it, it felt like the, you know, there was the joy of filmmaking in it, you know, which is what I think what is one of the things they were going for as well. Um, you know, which you don't know, I, you know, I don't always experience that when I'm, when I'm working on, on films. Uh, I usually do. And there's usually some elements of that, but I, I, it was really, a, a, I had a really strong sense of it in this project. Uh, just because it was, you know, it was, it was such a good vibe on set, you know, like it, you know, everybody, I enjoyed everyone that I worked with and, you know, all, all the actors were great. Um, you know, the kids were fantastic to work with, you know, they were, they were actually, that, that was one of the funnest acts that the whole thing, but yeah, it was a, joy, a, a joyful collaboration for me. And, you know, like that's what, that's really what film and TV is. It's like this huge, huge collaboration. You know, there, there's definitely, you know, there's, you know, usually somebody with the vision or somebody, you know, who's, you know, steering, you know, who's at the wheel. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it, it's, it's really collaborating and creating on this grand scale, you know, and it's like, it's like being a kid, you know, and that's really how it felt to me. It, remind, it reminded me like, oh, I found this continuity between my childhood and my adult life. And that, you know, that, that's, that's kind of magic. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful for that experience. That's a what I would call a joyful collaboration. Absolutely, and it actually made me feel the same way, like a a, a link between watching it as an adult and uh, and feeling these the, the sensations as a child, like uh, that this childlike, amazing nature of this nostalgia that just popped right back. Um, that actually, uh, so that does it for the basic ten questions. I don't know if you do. Do you want to come back to those two that you uh, you skipped? One of them was uh, uh, trapped on a desert island. You only have three items. Uh, at one point, you had your girlfriend and your dog, and I think you were missing three, the third one. Uh, okay, three items. Um, I'd have to have something to draw with. Uh, oh, nice. Very cool. Yeah. Um, we can put that in pot, one bundle. Like pie. A, yeah. Have pie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> a, a, a Justin Bieber yeah. CD. Yeah, to 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 find out what the big what the hoopla is all about. Yeah, um, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. and adjusting. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, I can always I can always bury that in the sand or throw in the ocean. <laughs> yeah, you know, throw in the ocean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, honestly, yeah, it's yeah. worth it. Um, and what was the last one? We we had a, a second one that we were supposed to come back to here. What was it? Uh, no, I think that got answered. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I yeah, I think I backed it up and I I think it. you did. Yeah, a, cu- a couple of yeah. you did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I think that Perfect. does it. Um, I, I just wanted to know before we uh, we end on this. I know your time is precious. 
our, our we are very appreciative of you being on and, and talking to us. I know everybody's been picking your brain about Stranger Things. Uh, is there anything else you're taking part in that you would like to uh, tell the listeners about? Um, I know that you're you're a part of some new stuff. We were reading about a, a new movie, Incarnate, coming out. Uh, uh, I've been on a couple of websites reading about some of your stuff. What should where should people go to find more about Mark? Um, well, you can go to my my website, which is in desperate need of updating, which is uh, marksteger.net. And um, I have another one that's msteger.net that was going to be for more of the live kind of performative stuff I've been doing and some of the other, you know, uh, projects that I, I have going. But I'm going to combine them. I was, I was, I was actually talking to um, Jennifer Locke recently about it, and she's like, why don't you just put it all together? Um, so it makes sense for everybody can, you know, people can find everything in one place, but right now you can't, uh, <laughs> uh, um, I have this, I have this, um, this multimedia online, uh, comic book I've been working on over the last year or so, um, that I actually haven't been, or actually the last couple of years, but I haven't been able to update in about a year, but I, I'm working on one right now. It, it, it's, um, that address is gearboxcomic.com. I was curious about um, that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm working that that's, you know, I need to really rejigger the whole website and, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I reverse engineered, I, I, I built the website myself and, you know, so it's, it's a little clunky and so I need to, I need to, it needs a, 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 a definite overhaul, but I, I got to the point where I was just starting to get into the really interesting stuff um, with that when I just, I, I got a lot of work and I, just, you know, was kind of distracted, you know, it kind of went very, very back burner, but there should be some updates on it soon. It's going to start getting really weird. Um, uh, I, I'm also, I'm, I'm working with, uh, an old buddy of mine, Jimbo Madison. We used to work at Colossal Pictures, uh, in San Francisco in the early nineties as an animation studio, um, where, uh, we did a lot of, uh, uh, the original uh, Liquid Television series. We worked on that for a bit and uh, a, a few other projects there. And uh, we recently started, we're, we're writing, right now we're writing a, a horror film. Uh, and that's, you know, it's a little ways away, but we're really excited about that. Uh, and um, I'm also working, I'm working on some live, uh, a live performance. I, we, we did a, a, a version of it at the, um, the New Broad Museum in downtown Los Angeles. A few months back, it's with this art, this terrific artist named Castles. Um, I'm working as a, a choreographer, and uh, they're fighting an invisible opponent. Um, you should check. You should definitely check out their work. Uh, I think it's. Uh, uh, I think their site is heathercastles.com or just castles.com. Uh, you see what that's all about. I don't want to uh, try to describe that too much. Uh, her her. Uh, her manifesto is on the site and you can understand a lot better to see it. Uh, okay. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to keep busy. Okay. All right. Well, we, that's we, a nice roundup. Um, we definitely have a lot of places to go look for you and to keep checking in on your current projects. Uh, we'd like to thank you very much for uh, taking the time out of your day today to sit down with us and uh, go through not only our 10 questions, but our interview. Sure. It was, yeah, it was my pleasure. It was great. It was, it was actually, this was a, I've been doing a lot of interviews recently and this actually was, was really fun. You know, some of them, they're just looking for sound bites or, <laughs> you know, you know, they want, they want me to get some, give them some spoilers. Sometimes they actually put spoilers in my mouth. 
I recently did interviews. I was like, really? I didn't say that. Oh, no, no. In, in, um, in this case, we're just uh, a couple yeah. of geeks yeah. uh, looking to, I guess, know how the sausage is made, if you will. Um, we, once again, thank you for, for being here and chatting with us about all of that and, uh, and just taking the time. Again, I know you're really busy. Everybody wants to ask you and put uh, spoilers in your mouth about spoil, uh, Stranger Things. And uh, thanks again for being here. Yeah, my pleasure. It was great. It was great talking to you guys. Thanks again to Mark for being on the show. Um, uh, after the cut, uh, I we geeked out quite a bit with him as well, saying thanks again because uh, it's. I mean, he's so busy. Like he is. I'm, I'm sure like busier than he's ever been. Like the, the Stranger Things is fucking huge right now. It's, yeah, it's, like it's we're we're not even the only Vermonters who've uh, interviewed him. Uh, our friend Andrew. We we did get some help actually. Our friend Andrew landing this one. Did, yes. Uh, yeah. Did, did interview him about two weeks ago. And, Credit um, where credit's due. Yeah. We, we do have to say thanks to, to them for uh, helping us in the door with this interview specifically to get it while it's hot because, uh, I mean, I mean we've, we've talked about the show already on the podcast and we are totally geeked out about it. And if you haven't seen it... Um, we, there you, were no you, real spoilers in that entire interview. No, no, so not at all. Yeah. So please use whatever uh, interest that may have been generated from this discussion to go to Netflix... And it's eight hours. It's easy to digest. Yeah, you it's should you easy. should see it. it. It's it's so like the reason everybody like sees it and they watch it in one sitting. I don't. I think. I mean, I've known people who have seen it in two. I, I watched it technically in two. I watched one and a half half episodes in one sitting, and the uh, next six and a I half watched two. it in eight sittings like a grown up. Oh, oh, oh I got you. Okay, yeah, you know so. because I have a jobby job and had to do lifey life. So, oh, right, right, right. But so I, was I on, actually watched an eight separate. Yeah, but, I, but I'm but I'm a grown up, and I had uh, I, I had been working on uh, garnering my vacationy vacation, and uh, I decided to spend my vacation playing South Park Stick of Truth and watching Stranger Things. So uh, I'm not a grown up, and I don't have a life. I, I, I hope you get Parkinson's from the amount of times you just used air quotes. I hope that's a direct cause of how you get that disease. Is that yeah? You think that's really gonna happen? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I, you know what? Uh, that's really that's the time we've got. We've got uh, yeah uh, yeah. We, we you guys have better things to do and better things to listen to. So without we'll further ado, things to watch maybe Stranger Things. If you have a life, you won't watch it like Scott says. Oh shit! I'm air quoting again, like a fucking crazy Michael J. Foxian. Uh, all right. Well, uh, we appreciate you listening, and thanks again to uh, to Mark for popping in and telling us all about his amazing work that he's been doing, especially on Stranger Things that everybody loves. And if you haven't seen it, you will fucking love it in a heartbeat. I guarantee you. Uh, thank you. And let's see. Let you can catch us at uh, at uh, at uh, the Lost at Home. On uh, Twitter, yeah, Lost at Home Podcast dot com. Yep, and uh, Lost at Home am, Podcast on Facebook. Yeah, and I am uh, I am Sonic Jalopy on Instagram, and, and I am Tears uh, for Candy so. on uh, Twitter as well. All right, there so, we go. Yeah, there. Go enjoy us everywhere, and, and spread this. Spread the word to your friends. The best thing you can do to help the show is to share a link so other people can learn about us and find us. And leave us five-star reviews on iTunes. We read them on air. Uh, we actually haven't checked this week. If you've left one and we haven't read it, They'll be uh, next week. it'll be next week. Yeah, so, absolutely. With the Comic-Con stuff, we will be coming at you next week with Comic-Con stuff and a good talk about random shit all over the place. Uh, so we appreciate the listen. Thank you, everybody, and tune so, in next week. Until next week, enjoy your seven days. 
Whoa, 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 whoa. Not so fast. Uh, this is Jeremiah coming back at you after Scott has gone to bed and is doing his naughty bits. Um, that means he's, he's touching himself. Um, haha, masturbation jokes, whatever. I'm a grown-up. And I'm here, actually, because we're going to go out on a, a really cool tune. I've got a couple extra things to chime in on. And uh, one, we're going to go out on a midwave tune. We have uh, brought midwave to you before. I reached out to our friend Kyle Brock of the show, who is uh, part of midwave. And I'd really say he is the midwave. And you can catch uh, midwave at midwave.bandcamp.com. And I've decided to grab a uh, remix of Thinking Out Loud off of the uh, Bandcamp page. The Silent Gloves remix specifically because it kind of has a nice little 80s vibe to it as uh, some of his other stuff does as well. And I uh, thought that would be good to bring to you for going out on the Stranger Things because um, we got to keep it legit and go out on some uh, music we're allowed to go out on. And uh, the other thing I wanted to note is that interview was actually conducted one day, not even one day, not even 24 hours before they officially announced season two, which I'm sure everybody is aware of. So if you're screaming at the interview going, why don't you know about season two? Why didn't Mark know about season two? I'm sure he does by now. And we definitely did the second it was announced on uh, the Twitter and all that kind of stuff. So um, that's why it might seem a little outdated that we're talking about. Is there going to be a season two? Because there is. Thank you. We can all rest assured there's a season two. And we can all rest assured that Midwave is going to take us out on Thinking Out Loud, the Silent Gloves remix from the single on Bandcamp that has a whole bunch of remixes on it. So you should check that out. Anyway, enjoy Midwave. Can you-